Chapter 15 Prepare Now Motivation and Exhortation to Get Ready Now Get up from your beds of sloth. Awake from your security, O you saints. Get up on your watchtowers and tremble in yourselves so that you may rest in the day of evil. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1-3, through 3, verse 16 Scripture Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11-13 through 13. Let it never be said of your dwellings, as it is said of the houses of the wicked, their houses are safe from fear. Job chapter 21, verse 9 Caesar Augustus, hearing of one who was deeply in debt who yet slept heartily, sent for that man's pillow, supposing there was some strange virtue in it. I wonder what pillow you have, O you drowsy saints, that you can sleep so quietly on it when things all about you are conspiring trouble and threatening danger. Can you sleep like Jonah when seas of wrath are tumbling and roaring all around you and threaten to entomb you and all your pleasures? The stork in the heaven knows her appointed times. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 7. Has God not made you wiser than the fowls of heaven? Job chapter 35, verse 11. Perhaps the sound of some present judgment might startle you a little, like a sudden clap of thunder in the air. But how soon do sloth and security prevail and overcome you again? They say poison, by being habituated, may be made harmless. We are so used to, or rather hardened under, calamities that nothing moves or effectively awakens us. Lord, what will the end of these things be? Will you surprise your people unprepared? Will your judgments find them secure and leave them desperate? Oh, that God would persuade you to gather yourselves together, yea, gather together, not in an unlawful and seditious way, but in the way of duty, before the decree bring forth, before the day pass as the chaff. Zephaniah chapter 2, verses 1-2 through two. Prepare to meet thy God. Amos chapter 4, verse 12 Prepare your faith love, courage, etc., before God calls you to exercise them. Besides all the aforementioned benefits of a prepared spirit, consider the following motives to excite you to prepare for this duty. Motive 1. God has given you many calls to this work. The Lord has spoken and called from heaven to you. Will you be deaf to His calls? He has called you by the Word. God will have it cry to you first, because He gives the first honor to His word. He has given all His prophets one mouth. He spake by the mouth of His holy prophets, Luke chapter 1, verse 70, and they have warned you faithfully. He has called you by the rod. This also has a loud voice, Psalm 2, verse 5, Micah chapter 6, verse 9. Men of understanding will hear this voice. Those who will not hear it will be lashed by it, until they are sick from smiting. Micah chapter 6, verse 13. And he has called you by prodigious and portentous signs in the heavens and earth, unparalleled in any other age. These are loud voices to all who regard the works of the Lord or the operations of His hands. Eusebius calls them God's sermons to the world. Oh, for wisdom to consider what God's ends are in these things! One observes that as they are the plainest and most obvious to sense, so they are commonly the last sermons that God intends to preach to the nations, 
before he inflicts his punishment on them if they repent not. Do not let God, who is speaking in ordinary and extraordinary ways to you, speak in vain. Your preparations for suffering are the most probable means of preventing your fall and ruin by those sufferings. Motive 2. Suffering proves fatal and destructive to some, to the self-confident and careless ones. Those who are diligent and faithful in the use of God's means are safe from danger. Christ lays our constancy and perseverance very much on our forecasting the worst that may fall out. Luke chapter 14 verse 28. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. Separate Christ in your thoughts from all worldly advantages and put the question to your own soul. O my soul, can you embrace or love a naked Christ? Can you be content to be impoverished, imprisoned, and suffer the loss of all for Him? You are most likely to cleave faithfully to Him when the case is truly presented to you. In your eyes, can it seem a light thing to be enabled to stand in such an evil day? If you fall away from Christ, then all you have worked at is lost. Ezekiel chapter 33 verse 13. Gideon's one illegitimate son destroyed all seventy of his other sons. Judges chapter 8 verse 29 through chapter 9 verse 5. This one act renders all former actions and professions vain, and if you fall, you will be brought into a more perfect bondage to the devil than ever. Matthew chapter 12 verse 45. Yes, ordinarily, apostates are judicially given up to be persecutors. Hosea chapter 5 verses 10 through 12. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 20 and are seldom or never restored again by grace Hebrews chapter 6 verses 4 through 6 Those who lick up their vomit seldom throw it up anymore The fall brings you almost as low as the unpardonable sin from which none ever rise again In some cases the judge will not allow the offender his book Is it not then a choice and desirable mercy to escape and prevent such a fall as this O good souls, steadily and diligently work on your preparations. Prepare, or you will perish. Motive 3. Preparing your spirit for suffering is the best response to the grace of God in affording you such choice helps and advantages as you have enjoyed. How long have you enjoyed the free liberty of the gospel shining radiantly among you? The sun has not risen on some nations, and to many on whom it has shined, it is like a remote and feeble winter's sun. But you have lived, as it were, under the line. It has been over your heads and shed its richest influences on you. God's ministers, who are not only appointed to be watchmen, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17, but trumpeters to reveal danger, Numbers chapter 10, verse 8, have faithfully warned you of a day of trouble and given you their best assistance to make you ready for it. Their joy, even their life, is bound up in your stability in such a day of trial. Does not everyone call to you in the words of the Apostle? Scripture, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Philippians chapter 4, verse 1. Will it not cut them to the very heart if after all their consuming labor among you they still leave you unready, still enemies to the cross of Christ, and impossibly unable to be reconciled and persuaded to suffering work for Christ.
I remember reading of the Athenian king Condrus, who was informed that the oracle had prophesied that the people whose king would be slain in battle would be the conquerors. On hearing that news, he disguised himself, went into the enemy's quarters, and provoked a quarrel in which he was killed in order to make his people victorious. How glad would your ministers be, no matter what became of their lives and liberties, if you might conquer and overcome in the day of temptation. If they are offered up on the sacrifice and service of your faith, they can still rejoice and joy with you all. Such is their zeal and longing after your security and welfare. But if you still remain an unready people and become prey to temptation, how inexcusable you will be. Motive 4. Remember how ready the Lord Jesus was to suffer the hardest and vilest things for you. The wrath both of God and man was squeezed out into the bitter cup put into his hands to drink for you. Never did any man undergo such sufferings as Christ. Consider the dignity of his person. He was in the form of God and might have stood on his peerage and equality with him. He is the sparkling diamond of heaven, Acts chapter 7 verse 56, the darling of the Father's soul, Isaiah chapter 42 verse 1, glorious as the only begotten of the Father, John chapter 1 verse 14. Yes, he is glory itself, James chapter 2 verse 1, and the very brightness of his glory, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. He is fairer than the children of men, Psalm 45 verse 2. For him to be so debased below so many thousands of his own creatures, to become a worm and no man, Psalm 22 verse 6, was an astonishing humiliation. It was Jeremiah's lament that those who were brought up in scarlet embraced dunghills, that princes were hanged up by the hands and the faces of elders were not revered. But what is that compared to the humiliation of the Lord of glory? Consider that he suffered in the prime and flower of his years. He suffered and died when full of life and feeling and more capable of an intense sense of pain than others, for he was of a singular constitution. All the while he hung on the tree, his sense of pain was not at all blunted or decayed. Mark chapter 15 verse 37 and verse 39. Consider the manner of his death. It was the death of the cross which was a rack of torture to Christ. For, in reference to the distension of his body on the cross, it is spoken, I may tell all my bones. Psalm 22, verse 17. And consider that in all this, God hid his face from him. When Stephen suffered, he saw the heavens opened. Many of the martyrs were seized and transported with ecstasies of joy in their sufferings, but Christ suffered in the dark. He suffered in his soul as well as in his body, and the sufferings of his soul were the very soul of his sufferings. It was the Father's wrath that lay so heavy on him and put him into such agony that there was never another instance given like his. He sweat great drops or clots of blood that fell from his body to the ground. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. He began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy even sorrowful unto death. Mark chapter 14, verses 33 through 34. Yet as bitter as the cup was, Christ freely and willingly drank it up. Matthew chapter 26, verse 38. John chapter 18, verse 11. He prepared himself to be offered up a sacrifice, 
Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8. Gave his back to the smiters, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6. And longed exceedingly for the time until it came, Luke chapter 12, verse 50. If Christ so cheerfully prepared and addressed himself to such sufferings as these for you, should you not prepare yourselves to encounter any difficulty or hardships for him? Do you not consider this a just and fair conclusion from the sufferings of Christ for you? Scripture For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. 1 Peter 4, verse 1 O waste no more time! Do not feed yourselves with fancies and groundless presumptions of immunity and peace. Instead, foresee difficulties and fit yourselves to bear them.